You are Locked On Blue Jays, your daily podcast on the Toronto Blue Jays, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, Blue Jays fans, and welcome to Locked On Blue Jays, your daily dose of Toronto Blue Jays talk directly into your brain, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, AJ Andrews of JaysFromTheCouch.com. Welcome to Tuesday. I can say with certainty I'm recording this on a Tuesday in my time. It's a rarity, I know. Um, and hopefully it'll happen more in the future. Um, you know, especially as we start getting deeper into spring training, maybe we'll actually be able to see some games other than on a grainy on-field camera with no graphics whatsoever. We hope, but whatever. Can't be really picky. Um, despite there only being a day since we last spoke, still a lot of stuff to talk about. Enough stuff that I don't know if I'm going to be able to fit it all in to this episode. So, hey, that's that's a pretty good th- sign, I think, that everything is happening with the Blue Jays. A lot of it's been positive, but for the second straight day, we are going to be starting with injury talk because, of course, we are. You know, when I said at the start of the season that the Blue Jays are very dependent on their health being good, of course, I jinxed it. I'm sorry. Blue Jays Nation, it's all my fault. You can send your hate mail at my Twitter. It's fine. I think I can take it. Um, But yeah, overshadowing some great performances uh, from Blue Jays pitchers today that we're going to be talking about their 4-1 win over Philadelphia um, was the news that, you know, not only was Julian Merriweather officially shelved, and we're going to talk about him in a sec, um... He was officially shelved with a, uh, a lower back issue. Um, they're calling it tightness. They're saying it's day-to-day, but we'll talk about that in a sec. The one that got a lot more attention, though, is uh, George Springer being a scratch from the lineup with left abdominal tightness. Now, Blue Jays did come out say it's purely a precaution They don't want to rush him. And, you know, he did get in a full workout. So, okay. That sounds good. Still don't like seeing this stuff early, but it's going to be the same as Nate Pearson. Um, You know, there are going to be issues in getting up to speed, especially considering, you know, Last year, spring training was interrupted, and then it was three months of just sitting around, and they had, like, an abbreviated season. So, I'm not surprised that we're seeing um, early injuries pop up. What matters is how they're going to deal with them, and, you know, Blue Jays have every reason to be very cautious with how they handle injuries, and and again, scratching Springer from a game against Philadelphia that definitely will not count in the long term, is the best solution to this issue. You don't need him playing through if he's not doing all right. 
the important thing is going to be how they're managing these things. And, and again, Julie Merriweather with the lower back tightness is out for the week. And like we discussed with Nate Pearson, losing that much time when you're trying to adjust to your first full campaign is going to be difficult. Um, and, you know, similar to Pearson, Merriweather has a history of being injured. There's a reason it took so long for Julian Merriweather to even appear on Blue Jays fans' radars after he was traded from Cleveland for Josh Donaldson. And that's because injuries have been his issue. Now, if he, if he is just, um, you know, if he is getting his workouts in, similar to Springer, hopefully it'll be fine. But, Losing that bit of game action is a little hard to replicate. You can you can do the uh, simulated games all you want, but it's it's no substitute for in-game action, in my opinion. So, you know, hopefully this is truly a day-to-day situation with Merriweather, and he will be able to start reappearing in games next week. Um, there was good news about Nate Pearson today, uh, that he was throwing at 120 feet, um, which is good, you know, if, if he's able to throw that far, obviously he's, his groin should be feeling a little better to get, allow him to get that kind of distance. They're saying, uh, he could throw a potential side session this weekend, see how he's feeling, and maybe that's going to be a short stint on the, the nebulous spring training injured list. <laughs> um, that would be the best scenario for the Blue Jays. And it would allow him, as I said yesterday, to get some action in to try and build himself up to um, being that MLB starter that can go five innings that the Blue Jays are looking for. That's going to be the key thing for him. There are some guys who are proving they can handle the workload so far, which is a very nice change from what we've seen in the past. And we're going to talk about it in a sec, but I just want to remind y'all that this episode is brought to you by rockauto.com. Rockauto.com is a family-owned business, been operating online for 20 years. You can shop for hundreds of auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Everything you need from brake parts to tail lamps to motor oil to engine control modules Whatever you need, you can get it delivered in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. It's unique and easy to navigate. You can see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brand, specifications, and prices you prefer. And you know that price is going to be reliably low because rockauto.com offers that same price for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. And you don't have to spend twice as much, which is good. So go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and when they ask, how did you hear about us, write locked on in the box so they know that you came from us and everyone gets to feel warm and fuzzy and and get all the credit. So, amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com.
Hey, welcome back. This segment is brought to you by Locked On Bets. Uh, betting on MLB doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. You get daily picks, blowout specials, the wrong team favorite picks, and Lee's lock of the day. So follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by betonline.ag wherever you get podcasts. And, you know... I'm I'm betting this is going to go a lot better than the first segment when we had to talk about all those injuries. We're going to talk about gameplay and, you know, happy things. <laughs> That's, um, as stated, the Blue Jays beat the Phillies 4-1 today. Um, and it was, it was a very nice group effort. In, in order to shut down a Phillies lineup that, um, you know, still isn't very imposing. Their stars aren't in there, but it still had Reese Hopkins and, sorry, Hoskins. I shouldn't have said Hopkins. Um, Alec Bohm was in there. Garbage person Odubel Herrera was there, and he struck out two or three times, which makes me very happy. Um, but yeah, it was just a top-to-bottom impressive performance. From this team, starting with starting pitcher Steven Matz, who for the second time this spring has gone out and looked like a man who really wants to avenge what happened to him last year, especially at the hands of the Phillies. Um, Phillies, the only team in the rotation that Matz actually faced, he got taken behind the woodshed by Philly. I believe he had a 12. Uh, 73 ERA against Philly last year, so wasn't great last year, but last year is last year, and this is this year. And Steven Matz threw, 40, threw 43 pitches, 31 of them were for strikes, he got 3 Ks, only gave up the one hit, Scott Kingery looked foolish against him twice. It is just very nice to see Matz continue to put together strong starts where everything seems to be clicking. He seems to be locating. Um, batters aren't able to hone in on his pitches the way they were last year. He looks healthy. That's a big thing. When when everyone else's bodies are failing them, at least Steven Matz is going out there and proving he, he feels good. And then that kind of continued throughout uh, the... Uh, lineup of pitchers that the Blue Jays ended up using today. They used seven different pitchers. Um, and it was just, you know, one inning after the next, just being able to, to impose their will against Philadelphia. Tyler Chatwood came out and was very efficient. 14 pitches, got 1K, got through the inning. Francisco who Liriano, who I need to start taking more seriously as a bullpen threat, uh, went out there, needed just 11 pitches to set down the Phillies in order. Seven of them were thrown for strikes. Rafael Dolis had a nice little bounce back outing. Needed 12 pitches to retire the side. David Phelps came out, K'd two batters. Like, like just very consistent performances. And even um, Ryan Barucki, who was the only Blue Jays pitcher to give up a run, he looked decent and you can almost put the blame for that run scoring on Cullen Large out in left field. He's he's not a natural outfielder, and it showed. And we're, we're going to be talking about uh, why Cullen Large was playing left field. 
in the final segment of this episode. Um, and then Jordan Romano ended up getting the save. He was wild. He did walk about her. Uh, was the only walk the Blue Jays issued all day. Um, as he, uh, gave the free pass to, uh, this is an interesting name. <laughs> uh, Logan O'Hop, a 23rd round pick of 20, from 2018 of the Phillies, who has yet to record a hit in spring training. But, you know, he got on base. And, but after that, Romano was able to settle down. He did strike out the side, so... He was able to recover, able to work around uh, the the miscues he made, which is important. And it was it was just a very efficient performance. The Phillies only got four hits. Two of them were off Barucki. One of them should have been caught. One off Romano. One off Mats. Um, you you can't really ask for more than that, especially if the Blue Jays are going to be doing. This caterpillar approach, just just the next set of legs moves the chain and gets it to the to the next pitcher. Um, if they're doing this, if they're doing the piggybacking, this is what they need. They need every link to be humming. And even today, they were able to weather um, a, a not so stellar performance from Ryan Barucki and were able to get the win. And, you know, we've been preaching mats so far in this episode, but... We can say the same thing for Robbie Ray. We can say the same thing for Hyunjin Ryu. These guys are going out there and getting their work in and being very efficient in doing so. And as I've said um, on our crossover day uh, with Stacey Gatsoulias of Locked On Yankees last week, the Blue Jays need their starting pitching to hum. They need their gambles to pay off if they want to actually be a threat to make it to the World Series. I know it's spring training. I know this is all pure speculation on what is going to happen during the season. But so far, it looks good. And, I mean, as we come up on the year anniversary of when sports shut down, I'm I'm happy to take looking good. Even if I can't actually look at it. I'm happy to take it. It's it's a good sign for me that this that all these pitchers are seemingly feeding off each other and getting better and and pounding strike zones. That's that's a good thing for this team. You know what is a good thing for you um, is if you're looking to get in on the latest sports action online, get your bets in. You need to check out BetOnline.ag. Um, March Madness is right around the corner. NBA is back in action tomorrow. And the NHL is going full tilt. And BetOnline.ag has your options for all of them. You can bet on MLB awards. You can bet on the favorites for Rookie of the Year, Manager of the Year, MVP. You can bet on award shows, reality TV, whatever you want to do. BetOnline.ag has it. And all the news, scores, and odds you're going to need to make informed wagers. It's the best way to place your bets. It's free to sign up. You head to the website, and if you use the promo code Locked On, you receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So go to betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. You are Locked On Blue Jays, 
your daily Toronto Blue Jays podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, welcome back. This episode's final segment is brought to you by the Locked On Podcast Network's Crossover Wednesday uh, selection of podcasts. Tomorrow is Division Crossover Day across the Locked On MLB Network. And we will be crossing over with Locked On Red Sox. Yes, we did the Yankees last week. We, we're doing the Red Sox this week. We're getting the rivals out of the way quickly. Um, I did record this with Gabrielle Starr of Locked On Red Sox earlier today. So that will be released tomorrow. And you can check out the conversation we had. Another great conversation. I love being able to talk to the lo- Locked On hosts on the network. We got such a gre- great crew here. Um, so that was really fun. That'll be dropping tomorrow. And, you know, we're, we're kind of set up well with those crossover episodes because we're in a position to succeed. Um, I, I've done episodes with all of the ALE's hosts, so I'm familiar with them. I know how they, they, they like to talk. I know how they like to get their ideas out. It plays well. Um, the Blue Jays still have some questions when it comes to positions, and we saw how that was playing out today. Um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. did get a start at third base in spring training, so we can officially say that he still has that third base eligibility. Um, and he was good today. Um, you know, 0 for 1, had a sack fly and a walk, so... He was was being productive, even if he wasn't getting the hits. Um, And he did not make an error, which is good. Um, Bravik Valera ended up making the only error on the day for the Blue Jays. But you can also say Guerrero wasn't really tested when it came to his time out at the hot corner. Um... Like if if you look at at what uh, was available, there were there were only like seven or eight ground balls hit during his time at third base. So and and a couple of them were like you know easy rollers. I I believe Keegan Matheson noted that the one he played was an was a soft roller. So again, it's not like it was a hard day's work there, but. They let him do that. What was more interesting to me was seeing Lourdes Gurriel Jr. back at first. And, you know, we've talked about how essentially the DH battle is going to be between Randall Grichuk and Rowdy Tlez. But this may be uh, the solution Charlie Montoyo thinks to get those additional days off for guys like Vladdy um, or guys like Kevin Biggio. Um, Joe Panic's not really a third baseman. Santiago Espinal's not really a third baseman. So if they can have Guerrero, who does have experience playing the position, as much as we like to, you know, just make fun of how much experience he has and what he's done, um, that is that is an option for the Blue Jays. And Guerrero has played first at the majors. So I guess it makes sense to keep... 
uh, Guriel's experience with the position updated and fresh, so he's not exactly thrown into, you know, a situation where he's going to be rusty. And the Blue Jays having that option is going to be key with such a short bench to keeping their guys fresh, avoiding those injuries that are going to derail a season, and allowing the Blue Jays to maintain a consistent amount of pressure on opposing pitchers and on opposing teams. Um, it was a little interesting to see Colin Marge out there in left field. He was the the player who took the bad route on the double, uh, I believe it was Phil Matten. I think that's Phil Matten who they brought in, the former, uh, oh, Nick Matten. Sorry, Phil's brother. I was close. Give me that. I was close. Um, but yeah, it, it was a bad route. Um, and it, it's, it's part of the larger issue with the Blue Jays outfield depth that they are trying to convert all these infielders into guys who can play the outfield in a pinch. And it says something to the organizational depth as well. Especially when you consider if um, Jonathan Davis and Josh Palacios both start the season at AAA. Um, they don't really have any other outfielders that I think they want to put up there. I think Forrest Wall would be up there by default um, since he did sign as a minor league free agent. But then who else do you really have, you know, coming up for this through the system. Um, I'm not sure where Austin Martin's going to start. I think they want to start him at, like, uh, at Dunedin, just to um, get his feet wet since he didn't actually have any game action last year. And then if he's doing all right, they might move him up to Vancouver at that point. But, you know, we're, we're seeing these creative solutions going out there. And this is a chance for players to prove themselves. Richard Urania's gotten time out there. Bravik Valera's gotten time out there. Um, that's how these players are going to distinguish themselves in this organization. For a team that, you know, has a fair amount of outfield depth at the top. And kind of has some coming up, but doesn't really have a lot in the middle. Um, Chavez Young is probably the best one, and he's shown great stuff defensively. He's been fairly productive, but he's still not very accomplished with the bat. He's not a guy who really, like, he's going to be ticketed to New Hampshire for sure. And, you know, that's that's going to be the thing. If there is a rash of injuries, if, um, if Teoscar Hernandez um, has a knee strain... If Lourdes Gurriel Jr. has a shoulder issue, then all of a sudden you're you're playing Randall Grichuk and then you're expecting either Jonathan Davis or Josh Palacios to step in immediately and just be that guy. And then that chain goes through the organization. So I am a little bit worried about that, but I think if enough of the infielders take to the outfield, like Logan Warmuth seems to be doing fine out there. If they can just stick him there and just let him play across the outfield, maybe that's all that the Blue Jays need. 
By the way, Warmoth had another hit today. So he's batting 571 in spring. I don't know what he did uh, during the whole year off, but seems to have helped him so far. I, I'm going to give him that. I'm impressed. And, you know, hey, a shout out to Tyler White for getting his first hit of spring. You know, now we just need Jordan Crochans to do that. Um, but yeah, that'll bring us to the end of this episode. Uh, just a reminder, you can follow the podcast on Twitter and Facebook at Locked on Jays. All the podcast links will be posted on Twitter. You can subscribe if you don't want to go to Twitter to get your Locked on Jays goodness. And honestly, I don't blame you. Um, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, wherever you get podcasts, you will find Locked On Blue Jays. So you can subscribe and make sure you get these daily episodes directly into your electronic device of choice. And you'll get that crossover over episode. Why am I saying crossover? Like, I swear. Um, you'll get that crossover episode tomorrow with Gab from Locked on Red Sox. And a reminder, you can follow me on Twitter at A underscore J underscore Andrews. The underscores are there because Twitter is dumb, but it allows for contact in a contactless world. And that's me being doomsayingly poetic for the night. So what happens when I actually finish a recording before midnight? I get to, you know, sign off with a flourish as opposed to just being like, okay, now I go to bed. Um, so yeah, um, we'll be back tomorrow and then I um, believe we have some other episodes cooking. So we'll be in touch on the schedule for the rest of the week. But until then, for everyone at the Lockdown Podcast Network and everyone at jaysfromthecouch.com, I'm A.G. Andrews. Thank you all so much for listening to this episode. And y'all take care.